graduation day, uh, God works in seasons of transition. We decided to correlate that with this, during this season of kids graduating from high school and college and beyond that uh, as a way of kind of walking together this, t- this time with, again, the theme being that, that I believe, we believe, the Bible teaches that God works in very special and unique ways in seasons of transition. So I want you to think of that as we move forward into the message here in a moment. I also want to stop and pause and thank the choir and orchestra for their hard work and sharing with us week-by-week music and celebration and, and beautiful words inspiring us. They, they practiced every week and throughout the year to be here for you and celebrate their faith with you through their gifts that have been received, or whether they're uh, playing strings or uh, playing brass or singing. Uh, we appreciate their ministry, so we thank them, and I want to thank them personally today for what they do and what they offer to us in our church week-by-week. Week. Graduation day, I want to show you a picture, a picture of my brother and I. If you did not know, I'm an identical twin. 1971, uh, Bob Katz, uh, Central High School in San Angelo, Texas. And that was, as you can tell, before glamour shots. Uh, We didn't have all the lighting and things we have today and have these many intricate shots of people out there somewhere in the grass or flowers. You know, take a picture and that's it. That's pretty much all we got Uh, on graduation. We have one of the pictures, I think, standing in our backyard with the wind blowing, you know. Uh, us, but that's my brother and I. Which one is uh, me? Can you tell? I'm the one on the left. That's correct. Uh, I'm the handsome one on the left, and the and the ugly guys are one on the right. You know, I, I can always tell when I see that. So, okay, let's show another picture here. Thinking about graduation, still a second picture. Now that's that's the wall of my office. And those are kind of diplomas. Not all diplomas, but many diplomas are there. Don't have my high school graduate diploma up there. I could have put that up there, but I've got college, Bible college. I have my seminary degree. I have Navy in the middle. That's a graduation kind of when you get out of the, the military, then into ordination. When that time, we're moving from probationary uh, membership to full ordination. I did that all part of my journey. And what's significant about that is every time one of those things happened, something really big changed. What I was doing stopped. And I had to begin something very differently or very new in that journey. That's kind of what graduation is about. I think it's amazing what we do to our kids. Uh, We train them for a lifetime to go to school and often to play sports or play in bands is what they do. They learn how to do that, uh, study, at least some of them do, learn how to study, uh, take tests, go to class, sit there and be as quiet as possible, sit in a desk, you know, go from, find their way from class to class. They do that for 12 years. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we add another four or six or seven years. Sometimes we have beyond that, and they get really good at that, and then we kick them out. Isn't that really weird that we do that? You can imagine why there might be some anxiety, even though they look very happy throwing their hats up in the air there in the video, there'll be some anxiety I don't know how to do what I've got to do next because they really don't. They have no clue. In fact, whenever you graduate, you have no idea what you're going to do next. You have no idea what comes after the death of a spouse or a divorce or a job loss or a financial uh, setback or or a health issue hits you or whatever it might be. You have no idea what's next. And if that's not changing, the world you live in is changing all the time. Whether you like it or not, we're always transitioning into a new, brave new world that none of you know what it's going to look like. That's happening whether you and I like it or not. We have to figure that out too. What's next? Sometimes we don't know. 
Our own life is that as we age and go through seasons of that. Some years ago, we did a series called uh, Spring, Summer, and Winter and Fall, and talking about the seasons of life. So we're really in transition all the time, yet in that, the idea is God works in special, unique ways in seasons of transition, but we have to cooperate with that. What is God doing in my life now as I look forward to what is next? It's amazing to me how often we look at the world we live in, we look at the past, whatever it is, and often, most of us anyway, look at that fondly. The past is, see, this is always nice and good things back there. We remember it well usually, really because we understood it, knew how to live in that, had it figured out. If we really examine it, we'll say, what is good as I remembered it. The present that we're in, we often complain about. That's kind of standard procedure for many. It's complain about whatever present I have, my existence right now, I'm just going to complain about it. Even if it's just the weather, we do that. And the future, we're afraid of. Uncertain brings anxiety. Uh, a little bit of worry goes with that. Sometimes just outright fear is part of our future, especially if our transition is very clear. I lost a job. Uh, I have a health issue. I'm getting out of this school and going into who knows what next in this crazy world that's defined by those kind of graduations that are remarkable, I still think, and we have to learn how to do it. Well, Peter tells a, a church in a season of transition, the world is changing rapidly. The church is beginning to be persecuted for serving Christ. Just being a Christian caused you problems. On top of that, people have been Christians for a long time now, and so they're finding out that I'm a Christian I followed Christ for years, but my loved ones still die, and I still deal with health issues, and I'm going to die myself, and how do I deal with that? And so here's what he says, 1 Peter 4.12. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fire ordeal, transition, that has come on you to test you, to make you what God wants you to be, as though something strange were happening to you. Don't be surprised. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is our normal journey through life to where God is taking us. It is okay. And the last part of the passage that David read a while ago, and read this last verse of that again. So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. So commit yourself to God, whatever transition that we have, and keep doing good. Don't stop because we're in a time of turmoil Transition are the words that Peter uses, a fiery ordeal. I mentioned some of those things, grief, divorce, job loss, retirement, moving, aging, change chosen by us, and change chosen for us. Transitions we embrace and transitions we say, oh no, we experience all of those things in our life. What do we do? I think God moves us to a different place. How does God work in the middle of that? Look at God's words. God's words are grace, Holy Spirit, relationships, sacrifice, walking with Him, obedience, love, faith, the values of the Christian journey in the middle of transitions. What we are taught to grab hold of and consume as believers and how that's going to take us, and we see those more clearly in fire ordeals or transitions as we grab hold of what those are. 
We transition from one thing to another, whether it's married to single or single to married, from job to job or place to place. Our living and world world transitions happen all the time. A big impact upon us is uncertainty. We discover things about our life and who we are. One of the things that I think is very unique is this sentence I want to really give you now. In seasons of transition, we discover our real identity, who we are, get the second part, who we're not, and who we can become. We don't always like that. It was like, well, I now I know who I really am. I'm not quite who I thought I was. I know who I'm really not, and I was kind of deluded about that. And now who am I going to be? And that we discover who God is. I've had an amazing transition the last few months. I've been going actually a couple years. Moved from being a senior pastor of this church, senior pastor for 37 years in, in my role, uh, to becoming a pastor. And what that exactly means for me in my life. I knew it would be rather dramatic, and it has been that, uh, to sort through all that and to see who am I now. I mean, who am I now? Uh, the role that I had was this. Now I have a new role. What is that forcing me to do? It's forcing me to look to God. I look to God to uh, help me define who I am, what I really care about, what's really important to me, what my mission really is, my, my calling really is, my life really is about. It forces that upon me, and it's been quite a journey that I'm still in the middle of. I'm not on the other side yet. I'm sure we ever, ever get to the other side. What is happening? Well, I'm a Christian. I belong to God. I love serving God, love preaching, love being a pastor, love my family, love walking with Jesus. Those are the things that matter the most to me, and that's forced me to really identify that as the role that really I want, the role really I seek. Uh, I often find myself talking to other pastors my age who are in categories of transition, and they want to know what I've done, what's going on there, and I'll tell them. And, and often they, their face kind of goes, goes white as they, as they think about their own time in life. I, can't, could you, I didn't know you could do that. I, didn't know, I don't think I could do that. Uh, can I give that up? Can I make that change? Can I transition that? Can I do, choose it myself? And, and you see some fear and uncertainty in them as they think about their own journey. Because changes like that of any sort are not easy and sometimes we think we have control of those changes, but often we don't. So here's a second thought that rides on that. When life changes, God's redemptive opportunities are more clearly embraced. When life changes, God's redemptive opportunities are fully embraced. Now keep in mind that God is in our world intentionally redeeming us. That's what God is doing. Uh, the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the teaching of Jesus Christ, our biblical truth that we embrace in our church and I embrace in my life, you embrace in yours. These things are about God redeeming us, redeeming our soul, redeeming our lives, redeeming our days. First, our soul, redeeming our eternal soul into everlasting life, redeeming our life, making our life what he wants it to be, redeeming our days that our days have redemption quality days that are lived in ways that please God and bless us and bless others. And those opportunities are seen more clearly in times of transition. When life is static, we fall into habits, we fall into patterns that often bind us and blind us 
to new possibilities and new opportunities. Transitions, we can see those things better if we pause long enough to say, what's out there that wasn't there before? What's available now that wasn't before? What's, what can I see now that, wasn't, that I could not see before? What can I do now I could not do before? What kind of changes can I embrace in my own life? Where can I grow in my own life that could not happen previously that I now can experience in a time and a season of transition? What is the will of God? And what is the word that defines all that I just said? It's hope. Because that's what hope is. That's what hope is. People live patterns and habits day by day. They don't realize they're giving up hope every day and they haven't known they've done that. They're living by patterns, they're living by competence, they're living by what they know, by, by what they've embraced already, what they understand, and they miss what hope is, then moves into a brand new future that's happening anyway. But now you can see more clearly what God is and might be doing in our lives. We become more available, more willing, more able to give our life to God because God now is at work in a redemptive design knowing that life is going to be saved by His grace and what His intention is to work in our lives. We can see a, a new future, new opportunities, things that could not be seen and something did not even exist sometime before graduation for this new move. And the word is hope in that place of transition. It's a great time when that happens for us, when hope is seen and revealed. Well, the third point. Letting go of the past, both the season and the failures, opens the door to God's promised future. I've already talked about the fact that we often remember the past fondly. We think of it usually, not always, but many times better than it really was. The good old days, the way it used to be. I tell myself, Mike, if you ever say how it used to be, slap yourself. Because that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. It has no value to say that. It's always how are things going to be. People talk about, let's get back to the way it was. I want to slap them. We don't want to go back the way it was. We want God to take us where he wants us to go. We want God to be in our future, not the past in our future. We don't want yesterday to be in our tomorrows. We want God to be in our tomorrows. God's will, God's purpose, God's dream for us. God's call upon our individual lives in obedience, sacrifice, faith. Don't be surprised at the fire ordeal you're going through, whether it's in our world we live in or your own personal life. It's where God is calling us, letting go of the past. You might have seen the movie uh, Cast Away with Tom Hanks. If not, I'll scribe it to you. Uh, he plays uh, one who is actually cast away on a small desert, tropical island. I'm sure you're going to be both. Tropical island. Uh, in, the desert, in, in that tropical island. He's there for a number of years, alone by himself. He survives. But while there, he grows so lonely that, he, that there is a soccer ball that washes up on the beach. And he, his hand is bleeding, and he puts his hand on it, and it has his handprint on the front of the soccer ball. Uh, and he, he names the soccer ball Wilson, which is who made it. So it's Wilson. And so for the next two or three years, he talks to Wilson. Wilson becomes his personal confidant. It becomes his friend. He adapts to a life where his most important relationship is with a soccer ball. He learns how to do that. We can learn almost anything if we try hard enough. Well, he finds himself uh, on, his, on a boat that he built, uh, getting past the breakers, heading out in the ocean, and the soccer ball named Wilson. Wilson falls into the ocean and begins to uh, slip away from him. 
And you have to, if you remember that scene, if you happen to see it, if not, uh, he panics when he sees it slipping away. And, and he jumps in the water and starts swimming to try to rescue Wilson, which is really not Wilson, it's a soccer ball. No Wilson involved, it's a soccer ball. And he almost dies before he realizes this, what am I doing? He swims back to the boat and is finally rescued. You tell ourselves sometimes, what am I doing? What am I really, really doing? Went to a, a seminar uh, for uh, older, uh, ministry to older adults. Uh, some of our staff, Pastor Sharon and I went, and, Pastor, uh, and, and Debbie went also with us. Uh, Susan Luttrell went. And one thing that was said that I thought was really remarkable was there comes a time when people often have to take what might have been a two-story house and take all that they care about and put into three drawers, either assisted living or another place they have to go to because of health issues. What do you take and you put in three drawers, R2, R1? Made me think, what is life? What is it not? What do I let go? What do I hold on to as I think about life? You know, we very carefully try to get our life organized where we want it to be. We imagine that if I ever do that, I'll have peace. I'll have peace. I'll be secure. I'll be okay. I sit back and relax and everything will be just fine. I get it however I want it through all my relationships, all my family, uh, my home, my yard, uh, my, my accounts, and the list goes on. Uh, my candidates, they get elected uh, in the state, in, in the city, you know, in the country. You know, we, we have this huge list, enormous list. And also, I don't want to have any more hurricanes in the world. I don't want any uh, war in the world. I don't want any uh, people rebelling anywhere. I don't want any uh, uh, earthquakes. I, I want all it to be perfect. If I just get it all perfectly done, you know, and we try to do that, as ridiculous as it sounds, we do try to do that. And, 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 when, and when we have transition hit us, in the middle of that, it simply stirs it up so much more that we have these pieces that all get out of whack, out of order, often lost, sometimes destroyed, misplaced, completely gone. And now what do we do? We do this. I th or we should do this. Uh, I think life can be about, for us, as, and all those pieces in place, about the horizontal. We want to get that all just right. We want to get all just the way it should be, and, and we just see that. It's all we can see, a horizontal, you know. Um, well, my child graduated from high school. Thank you, Lord. Some of us may have said that. Some may have said, oh, they did really good. But we have different categories of that. Or maybe you did, that, did it that way. Or I, I, I got through, and they didn't fire me this time around. Maybe, maybe next time, but not this time. I got another at least six months before they have another set of layoffs, you know. The doctor said, your cholesterol is great. You know, and we're, oh, I'm so good. I'm so, I'm, I'm so good. I've been eating asparagus. I got a good, you know, we got that going really well. You know, and they finally got ISIS under control. They're not, or at least they're not talking about it anymore, which is probably the latter, not the former, you know. So we do that kind of stuff with our life, you know. And, then, and, and, and so we want this horizontal to be just what we want it to be. And we keep trying and trying and trying. And, and then it kind of blows up because something happens that really interferes with all of it, usually dramatic. Again, that job loss or our divorce or the death of a loved one or financial setbacks or health issues or something we care about, somehow that relationship is broken. It could be anything or something happens in our world that's overwhelming. Which really does happen in our world. It's overwhelming. You know, and now, now we have no choice. We've got to go vertical. We've got to say God. We've got to say God. 
and we realize what really matters. It's about God. It's about me and God right now. And, and when we move to that place, we find the wholeness of life that, we, that we're really we're looking for all along. In seasons of transition, it becomes, God help me. Jesus, save me. Lord, guide me. You know, and those are seasons that will lead into a future that's so better and different than the past. If we allow that to happen. And that's the beginning of the series to talk about that today, that letting go of what was to be able to embrace what will be and what God wants for us in our life. Don't be surprised, Peter says, about the fire ordeal that's come upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. So then, those who suffer according to God's will will, should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Will you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, thank you for the words you give us in Peter, the words and ideas on graduation day, that God, you work in our lives in seasons of transition that we are all, almost all in now in one way or the other. We trust you, God, to do that, that our future is yours as we are yours, and our faith is placed in you today in Jesus' name. Amen.